In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. The Lord is still on his throne, hears and answers prayer. Just as long as your faith in him is intact, everything is going to come out all right. Everything is going to come out all right. You say, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through either. But everything is going to come out all right. Why? Because God hears and answers prayer. Hallelujah. I'm looking at the 15th chapter of the Acts, verse 36. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, they had been preaching together, Come, let us return and visit the believers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. In other words, he's a pastor. Let's go back now and make sure that the enemy has not sown bad seeds in the lives of the believers. Let's go and check out the converts. Listen, Barnabas wanted to take with him John called Mark, but Paul decided not to take with him one who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not accompanied them in the work. The disagreement became so sharp that they parted company, and that's sad. Barnabas took, they departed company. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and set out, the believers commending him in the grace of the Lord, he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. I tell you, Paul was a hard man to be with. It. He had his vision on Jesus and that no one could veer to the left or to the right. Barnabas wanted to take John Mark with them, but John Mark had betrayed Paul. No, you're not going to take him. So Barnabas went someplace else with John Mark, and Silas and Paul go together. Chapter 16, Paul went on to Derbe and to Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by believers in Lystra and Iconium, Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and had him circumcised because of the Jews who were in those places, for they knew that his father was a Greek. I thought didn't need circumcision. He's doing it for appearance. He's doing it for appearance. As they went from town to town, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in numbers daily. Why was it strengthened? Because of the Holy Spirit. 
because of the Word of God, because the pastor cared about the people. Let's go back and see the people that were converted. God has a conversion for each and every one of us through the Holy Spirit, not by might, not by power, but by God's Spirit. Can the church be expanded? Can sins come out of your life? Can your life be expanded? By the Holy Spirit, can we become a living host for the Lord? You know that God wants you to be a living host for the Lord. Paul was strict because he saw Jesus he knew the truth. He l lived in the truth. He lived in the will of God. And nothing was going to move him out of it. He was worried about ministering directly to Jesus. Wasn't worried about his friend's feelings, this or that. But Jesus has a perfect plan for your life. He has a will for your life. And he wants you to just live in it. And you're kind to others. And you live the life of God. But you minister directly to Jesus. You do what Jesus wants you to do. And everything else will take care of itself. And everything else will take care of itself. You know, we have love for God first. And then out of that flows charity. We have love from neighbor. of After love from God. It flows right from it. So above anything you can do in this life. You're called to just love Jesus with all your heart. Follow the directive of Jesus. Listen to, listen to his voice within you. Let his Holy Spirit guide you like he guided Paul, and everything will be okay. And you won't have to worry about anything. All our worry comes from us. But in the will of God, there is no worry. There is no anxiety. There is only faith love, joy. We can receive the attributes of God. You can receive the attributes of the Trinity as you move into God's will for your life. You know, God is love, and we and you can love with God's love. God is faith, and you don't want to have the faith in God. You want to have the faith of God. In this In this chapter, we see Paul had the faith of God. And that gave him so much determination, so much faith, so much. You couldn't move Paul from what God was calling him to do. That's Can right. you be moved off what God, God is calling you to do in your life? I would like to say that I can't, but I'm no Paul yet. So, Lord, just continue to give us supernatural faith, supernatural faith. Just fill us with your light right now, Jesus. Fill us with that light from heaven. That in your will, through you, we can do all things and we have all power, all integrity, and you share your attributes with us. We want to live our life as when we drop, when a priest, Father Tom, drops a holy water in the chalice with the blood of Jesus, it becomes one substance. And Jesus, the Lord, wants you to become one substance with him. Chapter 16, verse 6. They went to the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Isn't that amazing? Holy Spirit said, don't go to Asia. And guess what? They didn't go to Asia. <laughs> and when they had come opposite Mysia, they attempted to go to Bithynia. 
but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision there, a man of Macedonia pleading with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. What's Macedonia? Philippi. That's Macedonia. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. I remember after I had been on the radio for a year, I had extra money, and I wanted to know where God wanted me to be with the extra money. And I met in Nantucket a, a woman uh, who knew uh, the manager of a Christian station. And guess what? God wanted us to go there, and we did. That's amazing. It's amazing. We set sail for Troas, verse 11, and took a straight course to Samothrace the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who were gathering there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira, which was a dealer of purple goods. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her husband were baptized, she urged us, saying, listen to this, if you have judged us to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay in my home. And the scripture says, and Lydia prevailed upon us. Not many people prevail upon Paul. Not very many people prevail upon Paul. Lydia says, if you believe we're Christians now, come and stay with us. He, she wants to know more. She wants to know more about Jesus. What about you? Don't you want to know more about Jesus in your heart? That he is in love with you? That he cares for you? That he has plans for your life? Verse 16, one day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. Are you into that stuff? That's of the devil. You say, well, I did it, and I didn't know as a kid. Renounce it. Go to confession. Renounce it. This is not of God. You don't play around with the devil. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. I tell you, it's not a way of salvation. It's the way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her that very hour. What do you think the owners of this woman's going to do? They're going to put Paul in jail. But when the owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace where there were authorities 
when they had brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are disturbing our city. Yes, they were, by preaching Jesus. I tell you, are you going to prevail upon God that he do something for you today? Are you going to prevail upon Jesus that he come and bless you today? She prevailed upon Paul. She wanted to know more. She wanted to hear more. And so she came and said, if you believe I'm a Christian, come and live in my house with me. Yeah, Lydia, she was making purple goods. She wanted to know more about the king. Purple's a color of kingship. And even Paul, he was, he was walking in the perfect power of God because he was walking in the will of God. Paul didn't have a four-hour deliverance session. That demon came out with one word. That demon came out with a word. And that's the authority that as believers, we God wants you to carry. God wants you to be in a position where you have received his goodness and you received his love. And by Jesus' stripe, you have been healed. So you're in a position to minister to others, to spread the kingdom to others. You know, the, Paul wasn't thinking of himself, and this is so important. He wasn't thinking of himself. He wasn't being scrupulous. He was just walking in the will of God, listening to the Holy Spirit, gazing upon the Lord, and through that, he had all power within him. You know, to appeal to the Lord, Paul wasn't getting in his own way. We all get in our own way, and we have blockages because we have through traumas, through things, we lies you believe about yourself. You're blocking the Lord from coming in and encountering you. Do you know Jesus wants to encounter you more than you want to encounter him? That his love for you far surpasses any love we can have with him. And if we can just gaze upon him and get out of, just get out of the way for Jesus, he can do miracles and wonders through you. Even in the earlier scriptures, the Holy Spirit told, told Paul and told the apostles not to go to Asia. But what does that mean? That means that Paul was in communication with heaven. They were listening to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was speaking to them. Do you know the Holy Spirit wants to speak through you, to you, and through you to others? You know the Holy Spirit wants to blow your blow on your life and blow you through this world as he blew Paul from city to city, place to place? Do you see that Paul walked in extreme persecution, but he never felt anxiety? Jesus didn't feel anxiety. He walked in perfect peace. And that's a faith. And that's a perfect peace we're called to walk in. Because peace is an attribute of God. And when we receive God, we receive his peace. When we receive Jesus, we receive his love and faith and goodness and joy. And all that other stuff, it comes from us. That anxiety and trauma and pain. And we just need to let go. There's two wills. is our will, and then there's God's will. And in God's perfect will, in God's divinity, which we can step into, which you can step into by gazing upon him, we live in, on earth as it is in heaven. For 2,000 years, we've been praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Paul is displaying the kingdom of God, casting out demons with one word, letting the Holy Spirit blow him upon the earth, expanding the church, letting God live his life. Jesus continues ministry for him, but it's not only for Paul, it's for you. It's for you. But God gives us what we believe for. And Jesus wants to take you to a supernatural level of belief today, to know that you have the whole kingdom of God residing in you. And you have the power of Christ within you. And by his stripes, you have been healed. We don't need to keep going for deliverance or healing. You have been healed. And it's about understanding the truth and walking it out. Jesus wants you to walk it out as we continue to learn about what Paul did in the, the Bible. When they had brought Paul and Silas before the magistrates, they said, these men are disturbing our city. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Holy disturbance. You, we need to disturb the city. I disturb Salem by the grace of God and by the understanding of Father Tom. When it's October and there's a satanic temple and there are 30 witch shops and there's the biggest Ouija board in the country, we go with the power of God. And I go, God sends us out two by two. But when it's just me and my speaker, it's okay because I'm walking in the power of God and not because I'm special. Because I'm just tapping into what God gave all of us. And no weapon that form can be used against me. Any curse, any little spell, it bounces off me. Because when you walk in the supernatural faith and power and understanding of the gifts that Jesus gave you, nothing can come against you. The war is in our mind. God gives us what we believe for. And when we know that we're covered in the blood of Jesus, that the battle has already been won, there's nothing that could come against Paul. You know, Ron Hart Bonke, when he was in Africa, he used to speak about all the time. They'd have hundreds of witch doctors lined up because he would go. He was an evangelist, and millions of people would come to the Lord. And he says, a lion doesn't argue with the mouse about who walks in the field. You're walking with the Lion of Judah, the power of Jesus in your life. And as soon as you come to that understanding, you're going to walk in freedom. Let's continue. These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking Paul and Silas and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. I'm telling you, Paul's a Roman citizen. They have no right to be beating him with rods. He's going to bring his case to Caesar. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. For following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, what do you do at midnight? You're sleeping. We're not Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. They're looking for converts in the prison. Suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. 
When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he was supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we're still here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must we do to be saved? He knew, he knew. They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. That means the babies, too. Then he spoke the word of the Lord to him, and all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. He and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. The entire household were baptized, babies too. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's continue. When morning came, the magistrate sent the police, saying, Let those men go. And the jailer reported the message to Paul, saying, The magistrate sent word to let you go. Therefore, come out now and go in peace. But Paul replied, They have beaten us in public, uncondemned men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us in prison. And now... Are they going to discharge us in secret? Certainly not. Let them come, take us themselves. The police reported these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. Paul's going to bring his case to Caesar. They had no right to whip a Roman citizen. What do you think Paul's going to tell Caesar? Could tell him the gospel. Going to tell him on the road to Damascus, I saw the light and I was changed. So they came and apologized to them, and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. After leaving the prison, they went to Lydia's house again, Lydia, and when they had seen and encouraged the brothers and sisters, they departed. Lydia would feed them, and again. Lydia would want to know more about Jesus. We used to go to Petersham, and we would be in Barbara and Jim's house, and we would be up hours talking about Jesus, what he was doing, and how he was moving in our lives. How we need to be with people that are with Jesus. How we need to be with people that love Jesus how we need to tell people about Jesus. Today is the feast of Bernardine of Siena. He preached the name of Jesus. He said, salvation is in no other name but in the name of Jesus, quoting the Acts of the Apostles. Salvation is only in the name of Jesus Christ. After Paul and Silas had passed through Amphilius and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of Jews. Remember that the scripture and the proclamation is to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. And Paul went in, as was his custom, 
and three Sabbath days argued with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for Messiah to suffer and rise from the dead. And saying this, the Messiah, Jesus, whom I am proclaiming to you, some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews became jealous, and with the help of some ruffians in the marketplaces, they formed a mob and set the city up in an uproar. While they were searching for Paul and Silas to bring them out to the assembly, they attacked Jason's house. When they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some believers before the city authorities, shouting, These people have been turning the world upside down. They have come here also. Oh, we need to turn the world upside down in the proclamation of the gospel. We need to turn the world upside down because right now it's sideways. The world is sideways. They believe that killing children is fine. They believe that if you say you're a boy and you're a girl, you're a boy. This is sick. They say that if you, you are married to the same sex, that's fine. The world is sideways. We need to turn the world upside down in the name of Jesus. Regina Celi, Regina Celi, Letare, Letare, Alleluia. Regina Celi, Regina Celi, Letare, Letare, Alleluia. Quiaquem meruisti, meruisti portare, Alleluia, Alleluia. Resurrexit sit condixit, resurrexit sit condixit, Alleluia, Alleluia. Sing Alleluia today, because the Lord has died and been raised from the dead. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.